welcome. I'm going to read to you from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were afraid. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I love Christmas. Anybody who knows me knows that I love Christmas. I am a huge kid when it comes to all things December. I love the presents, I love the food, I love a nice glass of wine, I love gathering the family, I love singing carols, I love uh, making, well, I would say making for cookies, but I don't make them, I just eat them. I just love it. In fact, I've read to you today from one of my Christmas presents from a number of years ago, this little Bible, which I've lost numerous times and refound. I love Christmas for all that it involves. But I also love Christmas because of the Christmas story, the Christmas scriptures. I love that at this time every year I get to read about the birth of Jesus. I get to read about shepherds and angels and kings and Mary and Joseph and and visits and stables and mangers and Emmanuel, God with us. I love it because of the reality of these passages. I don't know if you've ever wondered why Luke chose to record that Quirinius was governor of Syria, other than to put fear into the heart of every nine-year-old who has to read it at school, nativity play. Well, it's because Luke is rooting what happened in reality. 
This is not just a story. So Luke dates it for us. We know there were two censuses when Quirinius was governor, and so Luke makes sure we know this is the first one. He wants to root it in the reality of history. And of course, Luke is recording what a sovereign God has decided. At just the right time, Christ was born. At just the right time, Emmanuel came, God with us. And was it Caesar Augustus who issued a decree, or was it God who issued a decree? thought, I need to make a note of when my son is going to be born. And so he nudges the emperor. And the emperor goes, I've got an idea. Let's count all the people. And it's recorded for us. I love the reality of it. I love the characters. Angels. An angel of the Lord appeared. And they were terrified. Because angels are awesome. Angels are amazing. Angels are messengers. Angels are worshippers. In fact, the word angel comes from our wor- the Greek word for messenger. The amazing thing about angels is that they're created. However amazed the shepherds were at the angels, the angels are worshipping because God is even more amazing. The angels remind us at Christmas we're called to worship. And then we have shepherds, shepherds in the fields, probably a bit smelly, ordinary men. Sometimes it's, it's been said of the shepherds, they were outcasts, and that, that might be true, and that might be why the message goes to shepherds, because God is reminding us again that he came for the ordinary folk. That might be true, but I wonder if God also chooses shepherds to remind his people that he's not forgotten them. Because, of course, Abraham was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. David was a shepherd. And wrote the most famous of Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd. Yes, maybe God chose and said to the angels, go to the shepherds to remind us that this is for ordinary people. But maybe also he's saying, And tell my people I've not forgotten who they are. This is their history. This is the fulfillment of promises to them that they would be a nation to bless the nations. So we have these supernatural created beings and we have the people of God, people like you and me, represented by the shepherds, the supernatural and the natural. What links them? Well, it's the message. It's what the Lord has told them. How do the angels know what to say? Well, God has told them. How do the shepherds know what to say? The angels have told them. And it's incredible that in this narrative, in the midst of amazing scenes and sights, angels, heavenly hosts appearing in the sky, music sung out over these shepherds, that actually what motivates them is not what they've seen, but what they've heard. You'll notice if you reread the passage, there's numerous references to the message. Let's Go and see if what we've heard is true. The people were amazed at the shepherd's message, at what they'd heard, at what they'd said. 
What is so amazing about what they heard? Well, it's threefold, and each name we're given, each word we're given, builds on the last. Let me remind you what the angel said. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. Always good advice from an angel. I bring you good news that will bring great joy. We love hearing good news, don't we? We need joy in our lives. One of the reasons that I think I love Christmas so much is there just is this sense of joy. Not for everybody, maybe, right now. I know for some of you it's tough, but underlying some of those challenges, there is this joy of Christmas. Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future. This message brings joy. This message is good news. That phrase, good news, is where we get the word gospel. This is of joy and good news. Well, that excites us, doesn't it? That pricks up our ears. But it doesn't stop there. No, they say, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born. We've already heard in the first chapter of Luke the name of Jesus, a name that means the Lord saves. Here we have it again, a saviour has been born. That would have impacted the shepherds. They lived in a nation which was under the rule of an oppressive, oppressive regime. The Romans, the Jews, were waiting for a saviour. So news of a saviour, news of someone who's come to set them free, was, was good news. Maybe that was news enough. It's full of joy. It's good news. It's a saviour. But it doesn't stop there. It says, he is the Messiah. Well, now the stakes have been raised. Yes, these men, these shepherds, were waiting to be set free from the oppressive regime of the Romans. But there was also a prophetic weight on them. Even these men caring for sheep would have known their Bible. They would have known the prophecies of Isaiah, that there will be a Messiah an anointed one, not just a saviour who will save a nation, but the saviour who will restore that nation fully and the call of that nation to go to all nations. This is not just a message of joy. This is not just good news. This is not just about a saviour. This is about the Messiah, the anointed one. Maybe this is the one the prophets were speaking about, but the message doesn't stop there. Because the angels go on to say, the Lord. The Lord. Writing in Greek, Luke uses the word kyrios, the word used throughout the Greek Old Testament to describe the Lord, God himself. Wow, what a message they have heard. Good news, great joy, a saviour who is the Messiah. More than that, this is God. This is the Lord. This is Emmanuel, God with you. This is what Isaiah was talking to us about when he said, unto us a child is given, unto us a son. And so even though they were 
terrified of the sight and amazed at the sound, what gets them on their feet, what moves them to leave their sheep and head into Bethlehem is the message. Good news, great joy, a saviour, the Messiah, the Lord. Luke writes his gospel to stir us with this news. Jesus often told parables, and in the parables, Jesus was inviting his hearers to put themselves in the parable. And Luke is recording this and is encouraging his first readers and us to put us in the story, in the narrative. Now, we're not angels, are we? We're shepherds. We're ordinary men and women who have now heard this message. And Luke wants us to step into this narrative and to ask ourselves the question, what will we do with this message? You see, if this message is true, if the angels were right, if this child who we celebrate at Christmas is not just a saviour, but the Messiah. And not only the Messiah, but the Lord himself. If this baby is Emmanuel, God with us, the word becomes flesh, well, that demands a decision. Where am I with this message? Where are you? Where are we? Have we heard? Have we believed? You see, if we believe this, it must change everything. It must be the best news. It must be the message that has the most joy. If this is true, I believe it is. Which is why like the shepherds, I cannot just believe I have to go and tell. How did our passage finish today? The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told. See, if I believe this, I become a worshipper. If I believe this, I become a messenger. Like the shepherds, like the angels, I must not only worship this child, I must tell the world about this child. And so this Christmas, I have two questions for you. Firstly, do you believe? Secondly, who are you going to tell?